Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is so random, but I remember as a kid, my, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this, but one of my friends was going to sign my mom's signature on one of my progress reports. I remember I didn't do a book report or something and I was going to get my ass in trouble. I said, oh, hell no. I let my friend attempt to copy my mom's signature, but she couldn't read what my mom's name was. My mom, you know, we from the South. Her name is Gurley, G-I-R-L-E-E, Gurley. They looked at that paper. They were like, what's your mama's name? Geraldine. I said, my mama's name is Gurley. They were like, boy, that's even worse. And everybody started laughing. I should have flicked their asses the way Wanda flicked Geraldine up out of Westview. But you know what? I'm a Christian, okay? <laughs> I let it slide. But you better believe somebody got their ass flicked out, f- flicked out of their cafeteria like Geraldine in the future. Don't be talking about my mama. Look, this is your weekly Bonus episode of me and you, the Housewives and Marvel 2. Let's go ahead and talk about WandaVision, episode three. Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the me and you, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast. A podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Man, oh man, y'all cannot tell me 
That was not a good ass episode of WandaVision. Holy shit. It feels like every single episode is going to be better than the last. We're going to get more information. We're going to get more of Wanda's reality fleshed out and revealed to us. Oh my, I can't, first of all, I'm happy so many of y'all enjoyed the episode. You know, when the episode drops and y'all watch it, y'all slide into the DMs and y'all tell me your thoughts, your theories and everything, how happy you are with the episode. I, oh my God, such a good episode. I was happy with the first two, but this one is just like, holy shit. I mean, I, maybe we're all just excited because we, you know, the reality got fleshed out a little bit. Maybe we were happy it was in color. I don't know, but everything about it was good. And one thing I loved really was that we really got to flesh out and see Tiana, uh, child, I was about to call her uh, Tiana Taylor. That is not just call me when you need the, 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 the. I don't know that damn song. Okay, look, not Tiana Taylor, Tiana Paris. I'm gonna probably do that 98 more times, but that's okay. I love me some Tiana Paris, and I'm happy this episode actually let her like showcase her different acting abilities. And I love the fact that her acting in this episode was so different from last episode because of the genre. She's had so many different characters to pull upon. I'll focus on her a little bit later on, but man, oh man, this is just such a good episode before I get into it. Cause I'm going to, you know, start at the beginning. Let me first remind y'all, you know, I'm not, I, I try not to get into spoiler territory because you know, I feel like I know where a lot of this is going just because I've read a lot of the comics and all this kind of stuff, but I don't want to, you know, I don't like to make these bonus episodes about that. I like to kind of flush out what we're actually seeing. I do a little theorizing and I tell you what we're, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I don't want to like spoil anything, you know, say anything that might spoil the actual episodes for you. I want y'all to still be able to watch and, you know, have your, uh, your, pearl clutch moments and your gasping moments you know i want y'all to have all that so i'm not gonna get in that kind of stare i'm more so like to do the kind of film critique that we like to see you know what's going on with the cameras uh what's sliding over here you know recapping the episodes talk about the acting you know that's what i like to do so that's what we gonna do before i get into all of that though can i tell y'all i was talking my best friend that lives in indianapolis of course, he's a, a, a diehard Marvelite, too, <laughs> uh, uh, MCU aficionado. And we were talking, and he threw out a theory, super random, that I hadn't considered. Obviously, we know, like, Dottie is supposed to be, like, this huge, you know, force in the neighborhood. She's the HBIC, the NeNe Leaks of the cast. We see, you know, all of that, but we haven't really gotten a see more of her yet based on her physical appearance and based on you know just her inner standings like within the community and stuff he threw out a theory to me that was super interesting if you don't want to hear it fast forward the episode like 30 seconds just hit that little uh that little circular 30 button on your phone and then it'll flash your head so i won't talk about it too much but i'll just kind of uh say it really quickly starting in three two one your mama he said he thinks that Dottie, his theory, Dottie might actually be Emma Frost. Now that, that would be super interesting to me. I would love that because we've seen Emma Frost in the the Fox verse of uh, uh, the, the X-Men movies, but not really. You know, we've seen it, but not fleshed out like that. That would be so dope because then we're actually getting more mutants introduced. I mean, technically we got two new mutants introduced in this episode so we might as well go ahead and jump into it oh my god god what a good episode let's talk about it we see you can tell by the the furniture the outfits the uh, opening sequence you can kind of tell that this one is loosely inspired by the brady bunch god i used to love me some brady bunch i couldn't stand uh jan's ash marcia used to get on my damn nerves too almost cindy and that lisp got on my damn nerve when i was a kid <laughs> i know that's ignorant but damn it she worked my nerves too hey you know what none of the boys were much better so i don't even know why the hell i watched that show but i liked it when uh who's that cousin greg or whatever the hell his name was i liked him when he came on he was the least uh annoying of all of them that ain't got shit to do with wandavision but 
we get some Brady Bunch kind of infused in this, letting y'all know that we have jumped to the, what's that, 70s style uh, genre, sitcom-y feel of it. We see that there are a lot of hexagons in kind of the opening seat. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I think that hexagon is because that might potentially ruin a little bit of it but it does have to do with sword has to do with aim if you've read the comic books but because you know we've seen the brady bunch before and you know the brady bunch is iconic for that opening sequence with the squares so i think it it has to kind of mean something that instead of you know that we're clearly in a, a brady bunch universe but we're not seeing squares we're seeing hexagons instead that might say something if y'all are really interested in that kind of line of theory get online look up you know, Marvel uh, symbols and logos and see what that hexagon might be for you. I got a theory, but I don't want to jump into that because it might, you know, it might ruin where we're going later on. It, it, it does a little telling about who I think is the villain of the show. Now, obviously, you know, <laughs> we can all, you we, we can, you know, fight for days because some of us might say that Wanda is the goddamn villain, <laughs> especially the way that she, uh, flick Geraldine's ass halfway across the universe this episode but you know Wanda for all intense what is it all intensive you know what I saw a Jeopardy question about this the other day all intensive purposes act like I got a damn third grade education don't mind me y'all hell these two damn degrees I got I ain't doing shit with them no way so if y'all want them you can have them anyway (laughs) let me get back to Wanda we start the scene off with the doctor at Wanda's house doing kind of a full body checkup and he determines that dun, 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 she's pregnant. No shit. We already knew that. He does tell us that she's about four months pregnant, which we do need to know because of the progression of the episode. Now, Wanda is super happy about this. You can tell she's getting everything she wants. Vision, on the other hand, is like visibly frazzled. He is like, he don't really know what to do with himself. He's stumbling over his words. He's asking a ton of questions. We, we're kind of seeing that Wanda is getting everything that she wants out of this universe. Not Vision, Wanda. Kind of playing into the idea that this is a universe or a reality that she has entirely crafted for her own pleasure. Vision asks, for all we know, might not even be alive. We don't know what, we don't know what Vision doing. He just, he, he there to be there, child. But he's, he, you know, he's not what we expect. We don't know if he the daddy. <laughs> he's the father, but we don't know if he, you know, really the daddy. But we, this kind of plays into that whole thing of what reality is this? Is this the real world? Is this an entirely different, you know, is this Earth 616? What is this? But we're kind of seeing that, uh, you know, the episode implies that there's maybe a force field that she's created around this city and it's kind of created her own reality. We get into that a little bit later, actually at the very, very end of the episode. So we it's important to keep all that in the back of your mind, though. One, she's four months pregnant. And two, that she's the one that's really kind of excited about this pregnancy. You know, Vision, I don't want to imply that he's not happy. It's just he seems visibly visibly frazzled as if he definitely was not expecting this, especially since he keeps like kind of referencing back to what has just kind of happened. You know, what would you say about, uh, you know, a pregnancy being 12 hours? What fruit is that? All that kind of stuff. It kind of talks about his mental well-being as opposed to Wanda's elation about the whole thing the next kind of little mini scene that we see is kind of important because it well at least in terms of this podcast it's kind of important because it kind of connects back to what i said during the last wandavision episode regarding episodes one and two and how wanda actually fleshed out the reality they go outside and vision you know he's walked the doctor outside and they're having a little conversation and you can see Herb in the background. Uh, he has like, a, you know, one of those electric saws and he's doing some hedge clipping with the actual, you know, the hedge cutting with the actual saw. Now, it looks normal at first because he's on the trees doing this where he should be. When Vision is about to walk back into the house, he's literally, he looks over at Herb and Herb is using that uh, electric saw to actually cut through the brick that divides their uh, houses or their property. This kind of, so a lot of people have different theories about this, 
my theory is it goes back to remember on the first and second episodes, there are a couple of things that I'll mention. Remember in that first scene in the kitchen where uh, we talk about, you know, Wanda goes in, she's saying, you know, hey, what do you want? Do you want eggs, bacon? Do you want ham? And, you know, all this to eat. He said, oh, yeah, I would love that. But, uh, you know, I'd love that, but I don't I don't eat any food. And she said, huh, that would kind of explain why the refrigerator is empty. And, you know, my theory was that the refrigerator was empty was because she saw all of this. You know, she's modeled this world after the TV shows, all these different shows, Bewitched, uh, I Love Lucy, The Brady Bunch, all these different sitcoms. And something like having food in the refrigerator or having your background characters actually doing something that matters might not be something that if you're the creator might not be something that you put a lot of thought into. And it seems like that's what happened. She had all those plans to kind of make all that food, but then she has absolutely no food in the refrigerator. Well, duh, if you're shooting the scene for a TV show, you're probably not going to have a lot of food in the refrigerator. You just need the shit for decoration or for the background because kitchens have refrigerators. That's how I feel about this. We see her cutting the, the, uh, the branches and the, the, uh, leaves off the trees and stuff like that. But then we see them later. It's almost like she didn't have any plans for him going forward in that scene. So now he's just literally cutting through the brick or was he trying to break down a fourth wall? Was he trying to send vision a message? I don't know. That's one of the great things about this show. We, we think we know something and then we, you know, we get into it. It gets flushed out a little bit. Whew. You, you got to wait till the next episode to find out. And you know what? I'm willing to wait. Wanda is literally growing by the minute. <laughs> we cut to the scene where they're putting the, the nursery together, of course, through magic. Uh, She, at some point, feels a kick in her stomach. She says, oh, my God, it's such a, a strange sensation. Kind of like fluttery. Fluttery as in butterflies. The butterflies on the crib carousel or the the crib mobile, whatever y'all call it where y'all from. Y'all know my country ass. I call it the little spinning thing on the crib. <laughs> the butterflies on there actually come to life and they start flying around the room when she says that. She goes, oh my God, did I do that? I certainly didn't mean to. Well, you know what, Wanda? You probably actually didn't do that. You know why? Because you're pregnant. Because you're pregnant with Wiccan. Because you're pregnant with Wiccan and Wiccan has magical powers like you do. Child, he in there probably casting spells like uh, Clarissa explains it all. Oh, child. <laughs> Not Clarissa explains it all. You know who I mean. What's the lady that played uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Hell, they was play. I think they were played by the same person. Hell, I don't know. I just remember they both came on uh, Nick, not Nick Jr., child. They came on one of them damn stations. I didn't, I barely watched either one of them. I watched Clarissa Explains It All, but you know, they only had about 12 episodes, so that shit got tiring after a while. And then she never came up out that room. Um, it was a lot going on, but anyway, this, <laughs> this ain't got shit to do with uh, with WandaVision. Well, actually. Sabrina was a witch, so y'all take that over the hell y'all want to. Maybe that was Kendrick giving y'all a backdoor pilot. Maybe uh Sabrina, the teenage witch, will be one of the people that we see into the multiverse because Wanda and fucked up reality. I don't know. We'll see, though. I, if she comes, she need to take her ass back home, though, because I don't want her in the MCU. Vision realizes that those kicks that Wanda is, you know, feeling inside of her means that she's about six months pregnant, the beginning of six months. And he calculates that, you know, since the doctor at the beginning of the episode, remember, I told y'all to remember, the doctor at the beginning of the episode told her that she was four months pregnant. Now, all of a sudden, she's six months. He calculates that she's going to uh, end up giving birth Friday afternoon. Well, child, you uh, thought the hell wrong. We know that's wrong. They had the baby like uh, uh, 10 seconds later. Not that I mean, not that quick, but, you know, she uh, it wasn't no damn Friday. They kind of comedically argue about the names that they want to name the boy they're they're kind of sure that it's a boy and i'm guessing which is really weird because you know usually we see on sitcoms or tv that you know the female character usually wishes for a girl 
and the male character usually wishes for a boy. Both of them, though, are arguing about boy names, which also kind of makes you think, hmm, this is Wanda's reality. Maybe she already knows the character that she wants to kind of manifest here. So I feel like she already know that's the reason why they're arguing about, you know, whether they're going to name the boy Billy, which is what uh, Vision wants to name him, or Tommy, which is what Wanda wants to name him. And of course, you know, Marvel fans out there, once we saw those twins in the trailer, we knew or we hoped, you know, that was going to be Wiccan and Speed from the comics. And if y'all don't know, you know, for I know everyone that's listening to this doesn't necessarily uh, listen didn't necessarily listen to the comic books. I'm sorry. Doesn't necessarily listen to the, uh, uh, oh shit. What's it called? You know, doesn't know the, the comic book lore that this is around for those that don't know speed who we, we're not going to call him Tommy speed is, uh, in the comic books. His real name is Tommy and Wiccan. His real name is Billy. So them arguing literally about the name of the comic book care, you know, about the name of the children using their real names. It does harken back to those comic books. So, uh, just know that, but you'll only hear people call them Wiccan and speed. Cause we ain't called them no damn Billy and Tommy. I know I sounded real distracted during that little section right there. I left it in because y'all, if you listen to my podcast, then you know, literally the only thing I watch, I watch reality TV to talk to y'all about. I do love reality TV and I, but I literally watch everything on TV, but my favorite thing, uh, podcast documentaries, anything is true crime. You know, I'm obsessed with true crime. I literally just thought I was hearing someone like scratching on my window. So I got nervous as hell. And so I could barely like complete my thoughts throughout that sentence. <laughs> and so I was like flustered, but then it was, it. it's like super windy outside. So someone actually was rubbing against my window. But anyway, I'm not dying. No need to call the police. I'll be okay. I might not get murdered. If I do get murdered and y'all hear this, uh, run bitch run. They cut to the kitchen. Wanda and Vision, they're doing all kind of little practicing stuff. I think she's in the kitchen cooking. Vision is like practicing changing the baby's diaper. Not actual baby. You know, they got a a, a toy doll. It's a girl for some reason when we already know she's going to manifest a boy. A boy. Multiple boys. A a, a male child. Uh, She starts to have Braxton Hick uh, contractions. And now all you pregnant women out there or women that have had babies... You know about them damn Braxton Hicks contractions. You know they aren't they aren't the real ones, but sometimes they can feel like the real ones. They start getting worse, and Ch- Wanda starts fucking up the electricity, the water supply, the uh, the the baseboards, the trim around the hedges, everything. She, I mean, she is is tearing it up because of those contractions. Vision goes to check on the neighbors and to see, and he sees that the entire neighborhood has now lost power all because Wanda has had these Braxton Hicks contractions. And then they start to wonder what it's going to be like when she had a, the real deal. Holy field child. We don't know, but if that's any indication that shit going to be wreaking absolute havoc on the whole goddamn neighborhood, this fake ass neighborhood that you've created. Pause. Did y'all catch that classic like back-to-back comic book stance that they did after they ran out of the kitchen, you know, vision yells, uh, let's abandon the kitchen or something like that. And they run out and they're kind of standing back to back doing this kind of, uh, posy situation. It's, I love seeing that because immediately when they did it and when like, that was one of the first scenes they released of the trailer, like back, you know, months and months and months ago, it was one of the first things. And when we saw that, I immediately thought about that classic, like comic book cover where they're both like on the cover. She's next to him with her hands extended. He's next to her with uh, his hands extended. They gave us a little comic book moment. And I love when TV shows and movies do that kind of stuff, especially since we don't usually see the actual heroes dressing in their uniforms a lot. You know, uh, like on Netflix, I always think about like uh, Luke James. Oh, child. Not no damn Luke James. That's a damn singer. Uh, Luke Cage. <laughs> I think about Luke Cage in that first season when they have him break out of jail. And based, because of how he broke out of jail and what he had on, 
his uniform that were clothes he wound up in actually looked like the original comic book uniform. It wasn't for long. It was just kind of a little nod, like basically saying, okay, he's not going to dress in this because this will be a silly ass costume for a man to walk around in, in real life. But we want to let you comic book fans know that we see you, we're acknowledging you. And now we're about to move on. I just, I, I love little stuff like that. Going back to Wanda and Vision's conversation after he comes back in and realizes that the power is out in the whole neighborhood, it goes from concern about being outed, you know, on Wanda's part, as superheroes or whatever, just like the fear of not fitting in, to Vision realizing that there's more to everything that's going on. He ends up saying, yes, I know what you mean, but it's more than that, isn't it? Mr. and Mrs. Hart, the dinner... Uh, outside with Herb, I think something's wrong with you, Wanda. Child, what he say there for? He go ask or wind up like Geraldine. <laughs> he within like a couple of moments, we end up seeing like the worry instantly on Wanda's face, and then suddenly, like it's so like, oh god, it's it's super different than the previous episode when she rewound time. You know, we saw that that was very like, like she actually like rewound the clock and like took them back to the moment they were in. This one was super subtle, almost like a Thanos snap. And you went back to like probably 30 seconds beforehand where he's coming in from the outside saying that the power is out in the entire neighborhood. Now let's take this in two different stages. One is Wanda being panicked, and then the other one is Wanda changing the time or Wanda playing with time like the the time stone or hell, whatever. Harken back. Y'all know I love saying harken. It makes me feel like, you know, these two degrees weren't worth (sighs) a waste of my goddamn time. Look, harken back to like the two previous episodes. I told y'all about the first episode. You know, we've already talked about like the food and the refrigerator and all these kind of subtle things. But think about during that first uh, dinner with the hearts, how she's talking about uh, what did she say? Like she, you know, they're asking her all of those questions and she's unable to answer. And then Mr. Hart starts to choke on a piece of food. Vision is, you know, he saves them. And then like he suddenly they're like, oh, this is a great dinner. Let's go. And then everything is okay. He gets a promotion, all this kind of stuff. Everything works out perfectly. Then in episode two, Wanda sees the sword agent, a.k.a. that beekeeper that y'all keep references. He comes out of that manhole and then suddenly she utters no, which by the way, I mean, like that's just for any of you that have read the, uh, eight issue house of M uh, kind of classic iconic storyline. Then that like that. No, just like sent sh- shivers sent chills all down your spine because like, Oh God, it, it felt like, you know, something definitive is about to come. And hopefully it's the fact that mutants are on the way to the MCU, but I don't know, but we'll have to see. But anyway, she utters that no, and then we see that physical time reverse happen to the last moment of peace that she has, which is when she's inside and realizes that, I don't know if she realizes that she's pregnant or when her and Vision are just, you know, on the couch sitting there happily. But it always reverts right back to when she remembers her last moment of peace, and that's what happens in this moment too. That whole scene kind of ends with Wanda having an actual, a real contraction, not a Braxton Hicks. She has a real contract contraction and it starts raining in the damn house. This is actually what brings Geraldine over to the house later on. I keep calling her Geraldine for the sake of this episode because apparently we're still not ready to call her Monica Rambo yet or Photon or Spectrum or the first female Captain Marvel, whatever y'all want to call her. You know, even though I only acknowledge Brie uh, Larson, a.k.a. Carol Danvers, as Captain Marvel. But we go go on past that and we get our first commercial break. Now, see, Geraldine is not there yet, but this very scenario is what brings her over there. As y'all know, the commercial breaks in WandaVision are just as important as the show. We've kind of seen that a lot of the stuff happening with these commercials are either things that have traumatized Wanda in real life or things that she has a deep connection to. 
that first thing being uh, in the first episode was that toaster with that blinking red light. It had Stark on it. Obviously, we know that Stark bomb in uh, Age of Ultron was what killed their parents, her and Pietro's parents. And I love that we get a Pietro reference in this episode. I don't like that we killed him in Ultron and have never talked about him again. You know, that was really upsetting me and my homegirls. If you can't go to Bella Noche, if you can't go to Sokovia, where the hell can't you go? I mean, I don't know. Y'all tell me. In the second episode, it was a Strucker watch. You know, Strucker was the guy that was doing all those experiments on them in the movies. And now our third item, we have, what's it called? Hydra Soak. Not Hydra Soap. I know a lot of y'all were, well, not a lot of y'all. Some of y'all were saying that it was the, uh, basically like the soap that was from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that was soap, I think. This was called Hydra Soak. So I think it was more like, you know, it was giving Epsom salts. You know, you had a long day at work and you uh sick and tired of them bitches fucking with you at your cubicle. You come home, you put that Epsom salt in your bath and you were able to take you a good ass, uh, you know, a good, hot, warm, egg free bath. And then you get your ass in the bath. You know, you wrap your hair up with a bonnet, uh, put on love and hip hop. You you're trying to see if. Tokyo Vanity and Akbar Vigo get to fight. And you know that kind of stuff. I it, it was more of a soak than a soap. So I don't think this has any connection with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Even though we've kind of seen the MCU slightly connect with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mostly because we have Phil Coulson in the, uh, the MCU now. So, I mean, I don't know. But it, it didn't seem like... It was a direct reference to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at least not to me. So I'm not going to acknowledge it as such. If you're mad about it, tell your mammy because it don't, it don't really have nothing to do with me. The commercial says, do you need a break? Escape to a world all your own where your problems float away. When you want to get away, but you don't want to go anywhere. Chat, this is basically Westview. This is basically where they live now. It's describing Wanda's entire existence. One thing I love about the commercial is that the people look like they would have looked in a commercial during this era. The guy that's like waving the flower over the tub when the woman's sitting there having her soak looks like an ordinary guy. Nowadays, we would expect to see like a big, like, you know, uh, a muscular Amari Hardwick looking guy. I don't know. Somebody big, strong and muscular. We'd be expecting to see that in uh, something real short and small with no shirt, giving all the muscles to the children. That was not what happened. There was a regular ass guy in that commercial. I just love the attention to detail that they've been showing as they put this show together. You, you have to appreciate Kevin Feige putting everything he got into these shows because it's really paying off. And people like me, I love seeing that level of detail go into it. Wanda, going back to the show, uses her powers and she gets the house in order. I'm talking about she uh she calls upon, she did like a, a weather witch storm. She brought the, the winds and the hurricanes, everything, to blow all that damn water out of the house. She used her powers to do a little cleaning up, a little yang, yang, yang around the house. I mean, I wish I could do that. You know, we just getting over coronavirus in my house, so... I wish I could do that kind of shit. I'll spend all this weekend uh, washing clothes and washing blankets, Lysol and shit down. Dude, I wish I wish I had that kind of power because it's going to take me all damn weekend to feel safe in this house again. I finally tested negative as of today. This ain't got shit to do with WandaVision, but I just want to let y'all know I am alive. We have beat motherfucking COVID and y'all just pray we don't get that shit no more. Anyway. Vision leaves to go get the doctor on foot, by the way, <laughs> that man, fud, I'm talking about balling like he, uh, Dominique Dawes going all the way over there. Like he was Flojo. Wanda stays with her, uh, contractions alone. I keep wanting to say contraptions, contraptions, contractions, her stomach pains, damn it. And she's met by Geraldine, like I mentioned earlier. Geraldine says that all the pipes in her house burst at one time, and now she needs a bucket. Child, we all know them damn pipes didn't burst. That was Wanda uh, creating tsunamis and 
whirlwinds and shit all in them people's houses. That's why they don't like her ass now. That's why Dottie, uh, aka the believed Emma Frost, we know, child, we don't even know what the damn lady Emma Frost, we gonna call her whatever the hell we wanna call her today. Emma Frost, that's why she don't like your ass now, cause you're sitting around there, uh, watering people's houses and shit. Them people didn't actually do none of that shit. Anyway, side note, y'all know I love a side note. Side note, one random thing I love about this whole scene with her and Geraldine, not only just Tiana Paris's acting, because I love Tiana Paris as an actress, I love that whole pregnant actress trope that they kind of use in this uh, this whole scene, really. You know, back in the day on TV shows, even, I mean, not even, I'm saying back in the day like it was only used back then. They still do it now. You remember back when, like, you know, the, the main leading lady on the show would get pregnant in real life, but her character would, did not need to be pregnant or shouldn't be pregnant on the show for whatever reason. You know, it, it didn't move the show in the direction that it would need to. They would do everything in their power to make sure that the audience didn't know that this character was pregnant. You know, they used to send people on vacations. They would... Let, I mean, let's take some examples. Y'all remember, like, on Scandal... When Kerry Washington was pregnant in real life, oh, they had her. They, I'm talking about they were giving her some nasty Birkin bags and uh, uh, Hermes bags and Celine bags. They were big as hell, and she would just carry it around the front of her. She would hold it, you know, arm going across the chest and the whole purse covering the stomach. She would wear them big-ass coats. You know, Olivia Pope was known for her coats just so they wouldn't see pregnant. Think back to, like, the Cosby show when Claire was pregnant in real life, you know, Felicia Rashad was pregnant in real life, but uh, the character Claire, you know, she already had 51 kids, so she didn't need no more damn kids. And then, you know, one of her kids the same skin color, no way. So they was like, no, nah, we can't even give you no more kids because we ran out of skin colors and you go have to just not be pregnant. So they, I, I'm talking about, they were giving her like, Claire had, boy, oh boy, what did Claire have? Claire had, like, you remember she had that big giant teddy bear that she sat in front of her no one could see her stomach? They had one scene where she was laying in bed and she had all that, like, that huge duvet cover across her. Or they had, like, they sent her out of town on a, a, a lawyer conference or something. It was all kind of stuff. And I love that WandaVision plays on those kind of tropes that we see today she's walking around the scene and she you know she's constantly switching coats she uh has the, the bowl of fruit in front of her so you can't see the stomach and it's working for geraldine because geraldine literally doesn't notice she's pregnant until they get into the room where the nursery is and she drops the fruit bowl geraldine starts telling the story of her promotion and somewhere during that chaos, the stork appears like a literal actual stork appears in the living room behind Geraldine. Wanda's powers appear to be on the fritz because she can't seem to get rid. You know, Wanda literally whenever she wants, she can snap her fingers. She's one of the most literally one of the most powerful comic book characters, almost OP, if you will. Not not almost OP. Wanda is OP as fuck in the comics not like physical strength like the hulk like she's not gonna you know uh run and just pick up a car and throw it at you but she can literally like make your world disappear like can play god that kind of powerful and for some reason she cannot make this stork disappear now this kind of tells us that maybe she's not the only one that's controlling things in this scenario, maybe somebody really wants this stork to be there. She tried to evaporate the stork. She tried to make it disappear, tried to just get rid of it. But that red smoke that she created didn't do anything except hide that stork for like 3.2 seconds. <laughs> and then that stork brought his ass right by. She tried everything, but no luck. Can I do a quick side note? Just to kind of go up for Tiana Paris, like Tiana F Paris has been one of my favorite actresses for a minute now. Like she's done so much good stuff. Her in this scene, like she literally, I remember reading a review before the show even came out. And they were talking about how every time Tiana Taylor is in the scene, she kind of steals the scene. And that's hard to do on this show because Elizabeth 
and Paul are putting their all into this shit. Like they are playing the hell out of Wanda and Vision. So Tiana Taylor, see, I told y'all I'm going to do it every time. Tiana Paris being able to come in and steal the scene as Monica Rambeau or Geraldine is everything. For y'all that don't know, she's the actress. Oh my God, what all she been in? She was on Survivor's Remorse, which is where I fell in love with her. She was on, if y'all watch Mad Men, she was on Mad Men. If Bill Street Could Talk is probably one of my favorite movies. Y'all know I love anything that Regina King does. She's in that movie with Kiki Lane. Y'all know I love me some Kiki Lane. She plays Kiki Lane's sister in that movie, aka Regina King's daughter. So, you know, I'm just, I was going to love her regardless. I'm just saying. She was in Chirac. Oh, God, what does she do? She was in the photograph that new, uh... Uh, Issa Rae and was it Lakeith that was in that movie? Lakeith, I think he was, who was in that damn movie? Uh, yeah, Issa Rae and Lakeith Stanfield, I think. We're going to go with it anyway, child. She was also in that, do y'all, there was a Netflix movie that came out. Child, I want to say it was Netflix. I might be, y'all know I lie sometime. I don't know. It was a Netflix movie, I think, called Point Blank, where it was Anthony Mackie and uh, Crossbones <laughs> from Marvel. Who was Crossbones? Frank Grillo, both of them were in that movie. She played the pregnant wife in that movie. So y'all know Tiana Paris from something other than WandaVision. It's just, I like to go up for her every chance I get because I feel like she's always still in scenes. And I love the fact that people are now giving her credit for being a scene stiller. Love it. We get a quick scene of Vision going to get the doctor. You know, his ass left on foot again. You know, he 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 went to get the doctor on foot that he was wearing that damn doctor out. But then we cut back to Geraldine, who now knows that Wanda is pregnant, literally, because she's in labor. I'm talking about in pain. And there is chaos going on in the background. Oh, it, it, it's pictures spinning, uh, uh, chandeliers falling, water squirting, uh, the, the ground earthquaking. It's all kind of shit going on. All because Wanda, one of the most OP characters in history. And you know what? I have always been perfectly okay with Scarlet Witch being OP because I've been ready for the MCU to go towards the cosmic and the 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 magical and all of that. I'm ready for all of that. So I've been okay with her uh, being a little more OP. You know, her and Carol Danvers. I love the female characters being OP. We need some OP female energy. Do you feel me? Motherfucker. Okay. She gives birth to uh, a boy. They named Tommy. So, of course, the first one is Speed, which makes sense because he's the faster one. So, of course, he comes out first. Then realizes, oh, shit, another baby is on the way. So they get to name him Billy. So now we do have two children, both with the name that they wanted to name them in the first place. This is when shit gets interesting. And that's how, and that's like, damn, because this whole episode has been everything. We, the doctor's outside at this point. We hear him say small towns are hard to escape when Vision tells him, uh, you know, ask him, is he still going on his vacation? Now, of course, this is another nod to Wanda's reality. And I guess how no one can actually leave her reality without her permission. That's going to be something I feel like we're really going to need to know later on in these episodes. And it's really something that we see later on, obviously, with Geraldine. Woo-woo. As Vision starts to go to the door, he sees Agnes and Herb kind of gossiping across the yard. See, let me tell y'all something. That's just like black neighbors. <laughs> I know Agnes White, but that's just like a damn black neighbor to be sitting out looking at shit, seeing uh the, you know, shit going on in the neighborhood. And then they want to decide to damn uh, uh be outside in the driveway, looking, gossiping, telling folk, well, yeah, you know, they've been, they've been having issues for a while now. You know, they've been fighting and, you know, he put his hands on her uh, about three weeks back and yeah, the police came and they took, see, gossiping all of the neighborhood. Now, am I that neighbor? Hell yeah. Every time we see a whole lot of uh, police cars and sirens and shit outside, oh, you better believe we out dead in the middle of our driveway. I'm talking about people, we got bonnets on and, 
in robes, house shoes, all kind of shit, talking to all the neighbors, going from yard to yard, house to house, trying to see what the hell going on. We're like, you know what's going on? Well, yeah, you know, they say uh, Belinda, she been doing real bad. And he came in there and he was... He was cutting up when he found the way. We blow, we, and you go yard to yard and you tell everybody all the shit you know. That ain't got nothing to do with WandaVision. I just want to set the scene for y'all because gossiping ass motherfuckers, they'll get to you. We, the audience, can hear them whispering about Geraldine, though. You know, and after a while, Agnes asked uh, Vision if Geraldine is still inside. She says she's brand new, no family. No husband and visions like, what's wrong with that? Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Now we're getting to see, and she says that, no, she ain't got no home. Now we're starting to see that uh, Geraldine doesn't necessarily belong in this reality. Mm-mm. Herb starts to start, he, you know, he starts to spill a little more tea. He's like, oh, we, she came here because she came here because we all... She came here because we all, the, the, you know, he constantly going up. And then Agnes finally cut his ass off. That's when we jump back inside. The scenes have been jumping this entire time. So it's really kind of been building up and setting up a whole little, you know, kutukutukutukrafi. Wanda tells Geraldine that she's a twin too. She said that she had a brother named Big Dick Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> I knew at some point Aaron Taylor Johnson's dick size was going to come up on this damn podcast. If y'all haven't seen his movie, A Million Little Things, his dick is huge. We've taught, I mean, people have known this for years because, I mean, it's been no secret in Hollywood. But then it was confirmed when he shot that movie. So y'all, y'all go check that out, A Million Little Things. Anyway, she says that she had a brother named Pietro. Geraldine, you can see her kind of spacing out when she's telling her this. And then Wanda starts singing in uh, Sokovian. Finally, Geraldine kind of blurts out, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And of course, all you Marvel fans, I know some of y'all are listening to this out of like sheer support or just because you like my reality roundup episodes or all my other pop culture episodes. So you might not be familiar with the MCU. But in the second Avengers movie, it's called Age of Ultron. That's when we meet Wanda and her twin Pietro. Pietro dies by the hands of uh, Ultron. You know, the world knows this. You know, they've seen these kind of catastrophes. And these superheroes aren't like, you know, off by themselves. They're like, you know, public figures. Everyone knows them. So she finds out, she says, you know, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? Wanda looks kind of shocked. She doesn't know what's happening. She says, what did you say? And then from that point on, I think, Geraldine picked up on the social cues and she was like, oh, nothing. I'm saying you're a great mom. You know, you need me to babysit and all this kind of stuff. And Wanda keeps pushing her. No, what did you say? What did you say? And then Wanda notices the necklace that Geraldine has on. Geraldine has on a necklace with a pendant that has the sword logo on it. Now, of course, we talked about sword on last week's episode. So go back to listen to that one if you're not familiar with the organization. It's uh, basically a division of S.H.I.E.L.D. And if you know Marvel, you know S.H.I.E.L.D. That's the the kind of big agency that Nick Fury, a.k.a. Samuel Jackson, uh, leads. And, you know, S.W.O.R.D. is, I think, in MCU going to be a division of that specifically for weapons. But who knows? It's supposed to be in space. Child, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with it. Wanda asks Geraldine, who is she? Child... The look on Wanda's face when she asked her this. Am I the only one that got Daenerys Targaryen vibes from this? Like, that final season of Game of Thrones when Daenerys was ready to burn the world on fire. Wanda was looking at her like, no, nah, nah, you know what? Never mind. That was not Wanda. That was Scarlet Witch. Wanda was gone. The look on her face was giving, I'm about to burn Westeros to the motherfucking ground. Do you hear me? I know that's right, uh, Wanda. I was here for all that shit. We finally get that last image of Geraldine shooting across the sky and out of Westview. You can see a little, uh, like kind of a force field around the city. She wakes up, and then the next thing you see, Sword agents are all around her. Sword trucks, a helicopter. You see tents and uh, you know, makeshift buildings all set up and stuff like that. Kind of thin, like okay, 
maybe maybe we're theorizing that she's getting put out of this world but she was planned to get put out at some point because they keep trying to put her in there. We don't know. I guess we'll find that out next week, but my God, what a good episode. Everything about this damn episode was good. I watched it three times in order to get ready for this podcast. I'm going to watch it 88 more times this weekend because it was everything. We got the, we got two new mutants in the MCU. We got Geraldine one step closer to being photon we got everything. I mean, my God, this is a good episode. I hope we learn more about sword next episode. And I hope we actually see Geraldine next week outside of the Westview lore, the Westview reality or universe or whatever it is. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm like Nene. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Lord, that was a good episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope y'all enjoyed this recap as much as I enjoyed doing it. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Y'all keep watching WandaVision. I'm having the time of my life. I'm so happy the MCU is back. It's back and that's a fact. And you know what? I'm going to keep getting better from COVID so that I can keep watching it over and over again and keep telling y'all about it and not pass the hell out while I'm on this microphone. And so you know what? I'll see you guys next time for episode four. See ya. As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcast or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at housewivesmarvelpodcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Lincoln and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Illinois only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 426-2537 or by texting ILGAMB to 53342 in partnership with Paradise Hotel. Hotel Casino. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.